Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. So at this point, I believe all teachers are back at work. Um, New York City happens to be probably one of the latest opening school systems in the country. We didn't, um, the first day of school wasn't until September 13th. So everyone's back at work and we've been saving some money because we haven't um, been commuting to work. We haven't been playing for dry cleaning. We haven't, you know, just been doing all those things that we normally spend money on. And now we are back to work, um, back to commuting. And those costs are increasing if you're if you started buying lunch, all those things um, are going back up and you might not have adjusted your other, you know, Amazon, uh, whatever favorite shopping app spending that you've done up until this point. So you really should be mindful of your spending so that you don't necessarily end up in a hole. But today, what I want to speak to you about, because we've been talking a lot about planning is, you know, we've you know, set financial goals, we've looked at our finance, you know, we've created financial plans. And so in order to stay within those plans, we really need to track our spending and be mindful because we've, you know, we're kind of going from uh, pandemic spending to back to our, our normal spending, which for most people, at least at the beginning was lower, because I know that once we got a hold of our phones and we're bored at home, oftentimes we were shopping online. So we have to put our phones down, but then those other costs are coming back up. So today what I want to speak to uh, speak about is maximizing your um, benefits as far as flexible spending plans are concerned with your job. And as most, most teachers are municipal employees or state employees, and so we are eligible for various programs. And depending if you work in a charter school or if you work um, even in, uh, in independent schools or private schools, your job may offer various flexible spending accounts, which allows you to take money pre-tax, which lowers your taxable income and gives you a slight um, percentage off on the money that you're spending because you take it before the taxes even hit, um, before your, you know, your payroll taxes even hit. So these programs have really been helpful to me in saving money um, because one, it lowered my tax, my taxable income. Two, it also helped me set a budget in some of these spending areas because I didn't want to spend more money than what was allocated for me to be able to spend out of these programs. Um, and three, it just made me mindful all the way around. So I'm gonna share some of the flexible spending programs that are available to you or that you should ask 
your, you should ask your employer, your HR person, your payroll secretary, whoever handles these things about, because they may, depending on your family situation, your personal situations, they may help you save um, some money. And that's what we're all about is staying in the black um, and taking the money that we save and invest it so that we can grow our net worths. So one of them is the medical spending conversion programs or the benefit buyouts. So if you are married or you are in a domestic partnership, you may have health care coverage and your partner may have health care coverage. Um, and you may have children or, or not, but if in a domestic living situation, um, like a legal one where you file the paperwork or in a married program, why would you have two healthcare programs? And so you and your partner can look at your the healthcare programs that are offered by both of your jobs and determine which one is best for your family. And then say, hey, if you're in, if you are the educator in this case, and if your partner's benefits are better, you can select to be on your partner's benefit plan and then get a refund or buyout from your school or your, you know, where the, the system that you work for, for your healthcare, because then they don't have to pay for your healthcare. You don't have to contribute to your, the healthcare plan because you are not utilizing it. And so it is um, a simple process once you determine which healthcare program you want to um, opt in, but I'm sure your spouse, even if they are not an educator, their job offers a similar program. So that works no matter whether you're the educator or not, you should you know, evaluate your healthcare programs, determine which is the best for your family. And then one of you opt out um, from your job's healthcare plan and therefore your job will generally, especially if you are um, a public school educator, will then um, give you a what they call a buyout. And so if you, all these programs that I'm speaking about, if you work in New York City, there's a website that will be in the show notes that you can go out to find um, where all these plans are and you can complete the program, the, the forms accordingly. The reason that I am releasing this episode now is because these eligibility for these programs or applying for these programs generally happen at open enrollment. And open enrollment generally just applies, um, mostly applies to uh, healthcare coverage. However, most municipalities and most jobs do it around the October time period because they're doing the healthcare. They're like, we might as well do everything else at this period. Um, COVID has changed the deadlines. And so I will try and also indicate what the deadlines are this year in New York City for these programs. And so all of these programs you generally are eligible for if you have a change um, during open enrollment or if you have a changing life experience. So like a marriage, a death, an illness, um, or a changing of employment status generally qualifies as a change of life experience. But if you don't have a change of life experience, 
then open enrollment is the period to file all this paperwork and you can do it at that time no matter whether you had a change of life experience or not um, and these deadlines are generally hard so you want to make sure that you investigate and so this is the second to last week of september and so you should be yeah when this is being released you should you know sometimes it takes you have to do some research to decide and so you don't want to wait till the last week of october to make these decisions you really want to do the research and make sure that you're making the best choice for your your family for you and your family and so again the first one is the medical spending conversion programs the health benefits buyout waiver program and that is where you can decide whether you want to be on your spouse's or someone you know your spouse's or your partner's health care plan and then you inform your employer and they give you a um a buyout um for what you would contribute to your health care program because you're not using your job's healthcare program, but you're choosing to use your partner's healthcare program. And so if that's something that you think you wanna do, that's one flexible program. The second program is the Dependent Care Assistant Program. And so this is available to parents, um, well, not just parents actually. So when you hear dependent care, I automatically think of children maybe becoming a mom, but also sometimes you, you may have a spouse that's disabled or a partner, um, domestic partner that is disabled that requires um, care or, you know, like health care, not health care, but like, um, I may even use the term child care, but like that term that, that requires assistive care. And so if you have a child from birth to age 13, um, they are eligible and what qualifies is after school, before school, daycare, pre-K um, programs, day camp, not sleep away programs. And you can choose any amount between $500 and $5,000 a year individually. If you're married, then it's $2,500 from you. And then $2,500 um, your spouse would have to apply for from their job for this program as well to come up to that $5,000 um, maximum. But again, it's anywhere between $500 and $5,000 a year. I totally used this when my son was probably age birth to about fifth grade. Um, and once he went to middle school, he was coming home um, independently or no, you know what it was? After school was free in middle school at that, at that time. So he actually was still in after school, but at his school, um, he had a, there was a free program at his school. And so it basically from birth to middle school, if you have to pay for childcare services, you can take up to a max of $5,000 out as a single person. And basically you fill out a form which you put in how much you paid the provider, the provider signs, they put their tax ID or their social security number down, you send that in and then you get a reimbursement. So all of these programs have various forms that are associated with them. And if you go 
to the government site that the um, NYC government site that I'm going to .gov site that I'll put into the benefit into the show notes, you'll be able to see them and then click on the forms. And they have really cute videos that explain the basics of each program. I will say with all of these programs, you also have to keep um, the documentation because there's various documentation that you submit. But thanks to COVID, some things positive came out of it. A lot of these forms you can submit online where when I was doing the dependent care program, I had to print the form, complete the form, get the form signed, and then uh, mail it, like get a stamp, mail it in. I'm always leery. Um, I love postal workers, but I'm always leery of the mail. So I was always getting like certified return receipts to make sure that they ended up where they were. And now you can submit, you can apply online. You can submit the forms online. Um, you know, taking a picture of the image and just submitting it online. And at least in New York City, all of these deposits are made um, through direct deposit. So it's just fairly just sitting down, uploading your images and pressing submit and you're good to go. And so, as I was stating earlier, when you have the, um, it's often referred to as DCAP, Dependent Care Assistant Program, when this also works if you have a disabled spouse. And so it's not just for your children, but if your spouse or partner um, requires this type of uh, daycare or aftercare, depending on what the situation is, you submit the um, application and indicate what the, dis you know, how your spouse or why your spouse is disabled. They'll let you know if you qualify for the program and then you would do the same thing. Um, again, if it's your spouse that's disabled, then you, it's totally for you as a single um, person, um, up to $5,000. And so it may not take care of all of your healthcare costs, I mean, your, your dependent care costs, but it will definitely defer up to $5,000 of that cost pre-tax. The thing about these programs that I have to say is that you have to apply for them every year. They don't um, it's not a situation where if you apply once you have it, um, and somehow they know that your child is 13 and that you no longer need it, or they know that your son, that your spouse is, um, always going to be disabled and they re-enroll. So these are programs that you have to apply for every year. And that's why they happen during this open, um, enrollment period. And it's important to get them done, um, by that time. And so then the next program is your, Healthcare flex spending account, and which is different from the health benefits premium conversion program. So the healthcare flexible spending account, I've used this one, and I've used it, you know, off and on um, through my career. Allows you to take up to, I believe it's two thousand um, dollars in pre-tax spending so that you um, can pay for things like your prescription, um, your pre prescription co-pays, or in my case, I used it for um, my glasses. So, you know, glasses getting really expensive and depending on your uh, healthcare coverage, they're, you know, they either cover a lot or they cover very little for, dental um, costs that aren't necessarily 
um, covered. So there is a whole list um, of programs or things that it can pay for. So for example, it can pay for aspirin, like over-the-counter medication like aspirin and cold medicine um, with a prescription, right? So let me say not over-the-counter, but like with a prescription, but you can't pay for like toothpaste and shampoo, um, even if they have a prescription. So you definitely should look through like vitamins and supplements are not eligible, even if your physician um, recommends them. However, if certain supplements are, um, it just gets really tricky for me in the past. And that's why you should read about each of these individual programs. They also cover your dependents who are on your healthcare program, your healthcare coverage as well. And this um, I experienced really um, interestingly is um, my son is not on my healthcare program. He's actually on his dad's healthcare program. And so in order for me, and although I pay all the co-pays, if he you know, receives a prescription um, or if I take him to the doctor, I pay the co-pays, his dad then would have to give me the eligibility benefit statements that he gets in order for me to claim them on my cost. And so you also have to figure out all those little tricky things. They are, um, when it comes to the healthcare, um, the health benefit savings programs, but they totally worked for me for all of my healthcare um, co-pays, prescription co-pays, my glass, my um, care for my glasses, as well as my dental. And so you should really read into it um, and decide what's best for you. Again, that's something that you apply for every year and it's called the healthcare flexible spending account. And these three programs, excuse me, the these three programs, the healthcare conversion program and the health the healthcare the healthcare um, conversion buyout program, the healthcare flexible spending program, and the dependent care um, spending program. All of those are, those three programs are programs that you have to apply for yearly and that you apply for during the open um, enrollment time and that these funds are taken out of your check pre-tax, which lower your tax, um, your taxable income, and you have to apply for them yearly. And so there's a savings um, associated with them. So there will be a link in the show notes that links you to those three programs. There's one page on the uh, nyc.gov. And if you're listening and you're not a New York City employee, you now know about these programs. So you should be able to ask your HR person or your payroll person questions to see if your job offers these benefits as well. The other one that I wanted to highlight and um, wanted to highlight is the commuter benefit. So if you, you know, work for a large company, they generally offer some sort of um, commuter benefits. And so those can also be taken out of your paycheck pre-tax. And so um, there are limits. It changes every year. <laughs> it's weird. The limits change every year. Um, and depending on how. So these pay for um, 
depending on how you've set it up, they, if you put it on, um, they sometimes send you a card. And if you get the card, you could pay for your Uber when there was Uber pool because of COVID, there are no more Uber pools. So that doesn't seem to be work, but also on the card, you're able to pay for your parking uh, meters. So if you, you know, you have to drive to a different site and you have to pay for parking meters, you can pay for your parking meters. You can, if you um, do standard um, tickets on your, your Long Island Railroad, the Metro North, um, you can buy your um, Metro, your monthly Metro card with these funds. So there are lots of different ways that you commute to work that they can be utilized. Um, I don't think they're, well, I think they're not eligible for like your gas costs or that sort of thing, but all of your public transportation costs, you can utilize these funds. And so the really cool thing I love about this program is you could suspend. So mine was suspended all through COVID. If something happens in your job situation, you can suspend the withdrawal um, of, when, of when this money comes out. This isn't a program that you have to enroll in. Unlike the other three, you don't have to enroll in them um, on a, on a, in a yearly basis. You can do it at any time. So it has like year round open enrollment. You just go into the payroll portal if you're in New York City um, teacher and you can opt for your, um, for the commuter benefits and they'll tell you the limits and it just comes out of your um, paycheck again, pre-tax. So lowering your taxable income and you can suspend it at any time and engage it at any time. So those are four programs that you can take money out um, of your paycheck pre-tax, um, which is a saving, and then utilize them to pay for things that you have to pay for regularly. Um, your dependent um, care, the dependent care program, the healthcare buyout conversion program, and the healthcare flexible spending program, which have to be enrolled in every year at the open enrollment time. And then the fourth is the commuter benefits plan. And so that one does not have a, um, a deadline for when you can enroll. Um, and you have definitely a lot more flexibility in how you use it um, as long as it's around your commuting back and forth to work. And as we know, in New York City, that can be really expensive. So I will put the links to all four programs in the show notes. And you will have, um, and I invite you and encourage you to explore the programs, see what is right for you, utilize them. And if you are not a New York City employee, a New York City teacher, a public school teacher, then I um, encourage you to have a conversation with your with the HR department um, at your school um, and ask if some of these benefits can be um, if you're, if one, find out if your job, if your school participates in them, and two, you know, encourage them to participate in these programs because it's only um, savings for you and will make you a happier teacher if you can maximize these benefits. So 
Uh, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...